This is Tall Can Audio. Oh, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Day one of the Nita Beer Company's craft beer advent calendar. And so as we do every year, I think since year one, maybe Andy will remember better than I do. Andy Need is here to talk to us about it. What's happening, man? Matt, we're here talking about uh, the advent calendar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to warn the listeners that I, I am coming in a little bit uh, hot. <laughs> uh, I've been drinking a little bit today. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm in a good place to, uh, to answer uh, questions truthfully. Yeah. Uh, well, you've come in here with enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah. I have a lot of energy right now. Right. So I'm in that sweet spot, you know, like where if you're a programmer, like this is a programmer thing, mm-hmm. like you do your best programming when you're in this sort of like uh, sweet spot. <laughs> and if you don't drink enough or you drink too much, you lose oh, yeah. that zone. No, right? you kind of so, tip over the edge and you're like, ah, oh, And that's it. Far. This is a <laughs> shitty code now. <laughs> right. Right. So for all my, my coder friends out there, code. Shout out to the codes. <laughs> to the codes. Um, you've brought beer, as you often do. So before we get into the calendar, we're going to uh, start with a blonde here. What'd you bring me, man? I brought uh, our... Our house brand, uh, 1012, it's a staple. It's the first beer that we ever uh, created and manufactured at Need a Beer. Um, fun fun story about 1012. Mm-hmm. Uh, we named it while we were drinking. <laughs> Some people might be shocked. Yeah. Um, but one of our investors is a, uh, a police officer. He started off as a, uh, a patrol officer. Mm-hmm. He uh, currently is a uh, detective. So Ooh. just uh, okay. watch out, everybody. Yeah, yeah. He, you might find him detecting you. Right. And uh, anyway, so we were sitting around drinking <laughs> and uh, we were trying to come up with a name for like this easy drinking, absolutely delicious Blondale. And uh, after having a lot of beer, he was kind of like, you know what? I better just slow down a little bit before I get a 10-12. And I was like, well, what does that mean? He's like, well, that's the uh, police call in Ottawa for drunken public. And I was oh. like, oh, that's a brilliant name. That's, uh, see, There's learn something name. new, man. There's the name. I've been drinking Need a Beer for a very long time. Had no idea where this name came from. So I'm glad you came by and, and brought the beer and brought the story. Drop some knowledge. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're on social media at Talking Audio. Give us a follow there. Uh, Andy and his fantastic brewery is on social media at at Need a Beer Co. I should have studied this up. At, uh, at, need at a, needabeer.com is the website. Yeah. yeah, that is correct. Okay. Uh, and for the Instagram, it's uh, you were correct originally. It was Need a Beer Co. Yes. And then uh, I don't do uh, X anymore. Like we still have an account, but I don't populate anymore. Right. Because I think uh, Elon Musk it's, is it's getting a little. He's sketchy. gotten too much money. He's gone Doctor Evil. And <laughs> for me, I'm kind of like. He's gotten weird. Yeah. Uh, we also do the Facebook, right. but that's tied in quite closely with the uh, Instagram sure. and the evil empire of Meta. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't know why I haven't taken like, you know, offense to that yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Well, this is it, right? Like I, I at one point I left Facebook because it was creeping me out and uh, went on Twitter, which is now creeping me out. And um, Threads was supposed to be the new replacement, right? So I'm rushing back to Threads to set up my account and Oh, I'm right back under the goddamn Facebook banner. So it's, it. there's no escaping it, man. This is, this is where I'm just at. thinking we have to go to Donald Trump's uh, truth. I mean, sure, that's, truth that's, social. that's the truthiest place to be of right course, now. Of course, man. Full of truthy goodness. So. You know, he's like the honest, most honest snake salesman or snake oil salesman <laughs> I know. With you know. great hair. 
Um, we'll post those social media links uh, in the show notes at talkinaudio.com or what, uh, on whatever app you're hearing us right now. Uh, look, this has been a long time coming, basically uh, 11 months, I guess, uh, since, since I finished my last Nita Advent calendar. Um, I look forward to this every year. I have a feeling you have a slightly different relationship with it. It seems like a lot of work, a lot of travel, like at some point when this is coming back up on you, do you dread it a little better? You still get kind of excited to put it together. I think, uh, when the calendar's finished, I have, uh, I reflect on this and I'm very positive about it. Um, I dread the, uh, the approach to, you know, getting the beer, packing the calendars and, because uh, it's a lot of work. It's, yeah. it's like with anything, you're just kind of like, this is going to be very disruptive in terms of what's happening in the brewery. Because while all of this is happening, and this takes up a huge footprint in the brewery for me. Sure. While I'm trying to brew, while I'm trying to can, and you're like running hoses over cans of beer, <laughs> under, through and around. It's a nightmare. And, and usually for about, uh, I would say, three weeks, once we really ramp up into calendar season. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, it's not fun. But the one thing that makes it tolerable is, uh, at the brewery, all the delicious beer that I make, uh, I drink a, a fair amount of it and it helps with my, <laughs> my anxiety and my nerves. Sure. Um, right now, I mean, what's, what's kind of fun though, is that, um, calendars now are all packed. They've been shipped. Um, now we're just waiting for, uh, our third party, um, shipping, uh, friends to grab stuff and move it around for us for the stuff that we're not, we're not moving or is coming in for pickup. Right. And so I'm a little bit more relaxed and at this time too, which is different than last year. Like for those people that were part of this last year may remember those like, uh, ad hoc videos that yeah, uh, yeah. Dave and I did and where we sat down and we did like 12 videos in one day and then 12 videos in another day. By December where, 10th, 11th, the cheeks are getting a little rosy. Yeah. And <laughs> slurring and I'm saying Christmas, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so this year what we did that was a little bit different and I've really enjoyed is, uh, taking the time, uh, to go to the breweries when we pick up the beer and sit down with like the owners or the brewers mm-hmm. and do our beer reveal videos. And that's been a lot of fun to take the time, sit down, have a few beers and, uh, just talk about beer. Right. Um, it, and that's been fun. And I think I just came back from a horrible trip <laughs> to Hamilton and it's not that Hamilton's horrible. Well, I'll, it's just <laughs> on, on the way there. Uh, I, I talked to you earlier, right? I blew a transmission on my yeah. personal vehicle and I was taking my personal vehicle because I wanted comfort because yeah. the commercial vehicle we have is, is quite, it's sterile. It's not fun to drive. Sure. Anyway, towed back to Ottawa and then I switched everything over to our commercial vehicle, our vehicle and I, then I had to drive it back to Hamilton, which delayed everything, made everything crazy. Um, <laughs> But I still had a chance to uh, to drop in at some fun breweries, and uh, one of the breweries that they've been our calendar now, I think for this would be the third or fourth year, or at least the fourth or fifth project that we've worked on them on, like when we're doing our mix pack, mm-hmm. is actually getting to Muddy York and oh, nice. uh, talking with Jeff and uh, their head brewer Maddie, which was a lot of fun. Now Jeff couldn't be in the video, who is the uh, the uh, one of the original, um, you know. Um, Original originals. Sure. <laughs> the OGs. The OGs. Um, 
he had a canter breakdown, and I can sympathize because on the Friday before I left, I don't know if you saw my post, my canter broke down. Oh, boy. So he's like, listen, I can't be part of the uh, the whole shenanigans at the front here, <laughs> but uh, I got to hang out with Maddie, who was his head brewer, who was, uh, he was, he was so much fun to to chat with. Sure. We had a fun uh, video session. Well, so as we kind of flush that out for the good listener, like you said, last year, it was you and Dave each day on a small video, kind of just tasting that beer. What did you think of it? Kind of talking about what it is. And so as we're cracking them for ourselves, we can kind of watch that and, and get a feel for, for what's gone into it. This year, it sounds like that's you. It's, it's different it's, now. It's you with each brewer individually talking about their own beer. Yeah, and, and that's a cool idea, man. That's a lot of work, but it's uh, that's well, because cool not it, everybody's super local, right? Like, as you've pointed out, Hamilton. That's true, and I mean, it just it reinforces the whole like. So, if you had to go around in your own vehiclet <laughs> to pick up these beers and go to all of these breweries, I can tell you right now how expensive that is. <laughs> <laughs> plus transmission, <laughs> you know, plus transmission and the tow. Yeah. Um, that it's just it's cheaper because people often say, "Well, Andy, the calendar is like." That's X amount of dollars. This mm-hmm. is very expensive. And it's like, what's oh, a premium product for premium consumers? Right. You know, and the reason is, is that a lot of love goes into this. Not just my love, <laughs> but all the participating brewers. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we've been doing this, like I said, for a few years now and having you in to, to talk about this. And so this is going to drop on Friday as uh, we've had a some messages, especially as I was tweeting and retweeting your stuff and sharing it around and we can get messages from our listeners, got mine or excited, or this is the first year I'm trying it or whatever. So, and we've had some listeners who've done it with us in, in the past and people seem pretty fired up about it. So I'm curious, are there any, you know, we'll get into, you know, what people can expect in this and that, but are there any like noticeable changes when we start this in your approach or like, I always ask you if you've had the sub breweries in and out this year or, you know, in terms of how your there's a very big word that is escaping me right now, but in terms of how you're programming the calendar, right? Working through today might be this style versus that. So like, is there any different approach you took this year based on things you've learned in the past? So I think this year, what we, we try to do is to expand the, uh, the variety of styles even more, Hmm. you know, so over the years, we'd always had like a very large footprint of either pale ales or IPAs. And we've gotten a lot of feedback from people like, well, we liked everything about the calendar, except there was too many hoppy beers. Hmm. So what we decided to do, pause for burping. Sure. um, Was to just reduce the number of IPAs slightly and just look for a couple of more uh, styles that, uh, I'm not going to say more approachable, but just create more variety. Sure. You know, and not so intense, you know, alcohol levels. Like, let's create an experience where, you know, maybe you've got some, you got a blonde, you got a brown, you got a Dunkelweiss, you got a Hefeweizen, you've got, uh, now I'm just leaning on German stuff. Sure. But, uh, I mean, maybe you have like a sour in there, then you have an IPA, then you get into some uh, Dubels and, you know, some Saisons. Let's spread it out a little bit more so people get more of a landscape of what's possible with beer mm-hmm. rather than just, you know, front end loading on like IPA, IPA, IPA. Because I think people generally don't want to get into too many big beers or too intense flavor profiles. Right. That they want to 
Sometimes I, it's just kind of while you're fixing dinner or, right, like you're not looking for an intense thing sometimes on a random Monday night or... Yeah, and so you get more of the nuances between, like, yeah. if you look at a, the difference between, let's say, an American brown ale and a Dunkelweiss, like, they're both dark, mild, you know, malty beers, mm-hmm. but one's a little bit more clovey where the other one's a little sweeter, but the the new, like, it's very, very subtle, the difference, Right. So give people a little bit more um, approachable beers at uh, moderate alcohol levels that are kind of fun to sort of discern between those different flavor profiles and yeah. say that, I do detect a clove, <laughs> you know? And Let it's you like, stick your I nose up a little and say something yeah. douchey. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I, I can, we've talked about it, you know, Rob and I on the show a few different times. Never had a problem with there being like too many IPAs or whatever. The only thing that would stand out sometimes is if like three days in a row were the same style of beer or something, you kind of be like, well, if there'd have been some kind of buffer in the beginning, you know, kind of keep you guessing day to day or whatever. I, one of the things I wanted to ask you, why, why do you suppose, and maybe this isn't just about the calendar, but a lot of breweries seem to lean on their, their IPA. Is there something about the way they're made or... You know, like for a lot of people, a lager is like an entry level beer, but a lot of craft breweries don't bother with it, but everybody's got an IPA. What, what is it about the process or, or the industry that makes guys like you want to lean on an IPA? Well, I'll, I'll say this and, uh, I think, or if I'm off base completely, no, no, you're, you're on point. And I think, uh, I'll, I'll give a little bit of sort of context. Yeah. Um, having, you know, traveled around the, the province a little bit. Or at least along the 401. Sure. <laughs> yeah, the corridor. And, you know, uh, and talked with a lot of the participating breweries. I mean, a lot of us all agree that, you know, we want to try and find a way to stay in business. So we look at a, a lot of the data that's available to us. And mm-hmm. so a lot of information that's available is through grocery store channels and through the LCBO. And like your hottest selling craft beer products are IPAs. Okay. So you're going to have a lot of craft breweries make IPAs. Sure. Um, if that's where the demand is, it only makes sense, right? When you look at not craft beer, when you just look at all beer consumption, mm-hmm. right? The whole, across the whole spectrum, lagers right. are your highest selling product, right? So interesting. You, You'll see some craft breweries making a lager and trying to figure out how to uh, get it at a price point where maybe we can draw some non-craft beer drinkers. Mm-hmm. Like we don't do one. I mean, our cheapest uh, our cheapest lager are Hans, yeah, uh, which used to be Hans and Hosen. I've noticed you kind of trimmed that up a little. Though. I did, yeah. When my dad passed away a few years ago, I, I just decided to be a bit more respectful. Right. There's a joke behind the Hans and Hosen. My dad got it, but when he passed away, I just Went we, we removed just. Just call it Hans okay. now. Yeah, um, it, it's still like we bring it in at three fifty, mm-hmm. you know, for a four seventy three mil can. So I think for a lot of non craft beer drinkers that can, uh, let's say, jump the river, go to the Le, Le Casco, sure, and get like a hundred beers for yeah, cube forty dollars, yeah, then yeah. I can't compete with no, that, right? right. So, uh, but I think you still want to have uh, a nice lager in your quiver, and I, you know, I, I you know, do a really, I think, wonderful uh, German-style lager that, uh, you know, we have a nice following for, you know. But we, it's not something I would put in grocery store or LCBO because I can't compete, you know, in terms of pricing. Yeah. So it's more of a, a community-based lager. Uh, it it's goes nice out beer. the front door. It doesn't go out the back door. Right. <laughs> Speaking of back doors. Yeah. <laughs> insert, insert joke. <laughs> well, my sister, she's like 
not a beer connoisseur in any way, but she quite likes the Hans, right? Like it's, it's an, I don't know what the correct, like an entry level craft beer or a, like it does, there's nothing there that's going to scare her off in terms of flavor, right? Like, or, or hoppiness or what, it's just a nice, easy drinking lager, like you yeah, said, and, approachable. And that's, and when I originally made the beer, like, so I started brewing Hans and Hosen when my dad was uh, 76 and like a lot of old people, he's like, yes, I don't like flavor. You know, it's like, uh, you know, my dad uh, sounds like, uh, who's that guy from The Princess Bride? Like uh, Magical Mike or whatever it is? Remember the guy? Oh, it's um, Miracle Max. I didn't mean for him to sound like that. <laughs> my dad, to be honest, never performed any miracles. Well, maybe just one. Creating just me. one, yeah. And, just one uh, sitting right here in the studio. <laughs> But uh, I wanted to make something that uh, when I would go and visit my dad, that we could we could we could crush a couple, right? And uh, you know he he enjoyed it. He loved being on the can, and he was pretty stoked. We all love being on the can from time to time, right? Yeah, so it's yeah an important yeah. part of the day. I'm going to get you on one of my cans. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have you tattooed on my cans. Sweet, <laughs> that's going to be a good look for me. <laughs> this is uh, nice. The 1012. I know it's it's not a new one for you guys. You've had it for for quite a while, but uh, it's it's a nice way to kick things off. We're going to move over to the brown here in a second, which is. Uh, as you know, one of my favorites in your... Uh, You're a multi-beast, Matt. You're I've, a multi-beast. I've been called that a time or two. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as as people are hearing this, they're getting ready for day one of uh, of the calendar. They're getting excited. That that code, or what is it, the barcode or the... The QR code. QR code. Thank you. Cure. Cure code. Cure code. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it doesn't work until... Until it's time, right? The you, actual you, day. You like, can't peek when you open this calendar up. That's it. It doesn't say what your beer is. It doesn't let you scan the QR code until the day of. So why don't you tell us, because people are getting into it now as they're hearing this one, tell us about day one, because I know you normally kick that off. So day one. No more spoilers after this, but you got to give us day one. I'll give you day one. Yeah. So day one is, um, it started off as a, a small pilot. And then we expanded the scale of the pilot to see how could, how could we scale this because we wanted to get this ready for uh, the following summer. Um, and generally with the calendar, I'll just say this. We, we generally will put in uh, pilot beers, things that we're experimenting with. Right. You know, and that's the best way to get feedback is when people pay a lot of money for something. And if they don't like it, they'll tell <laughs> they you. They will tell you. Yeah. Um, and this is one thing I haven't pointed out yet. Half the fun of this calendar is things you can't just run into an LCBO and get, right? Like these are usually brewery exclusives, right? They are brewery exclusives. The only place you can get any of these beers is in this calendar or as Matt has said, exclusively at the brewery. At each brewery, yeah. You know, so that's... So as you said, the the value proposition here of not having to drive to Hamilton yourself. Yeah. I mean, just staying away from Hamilton. Right. In general. (laughs) That's where I was born and I grew up. But anyway, let's listen. You want to keep throwing (laughs) knives at me? I'm going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) As long as you keep throwing beers at me. Bulldogs. Yeah. (laughs) Your Hamilton Bulldogs. Saw a couple of Bulldogs games. My my nephew Harrison uh, played with them for, uh, I think, a couple of seasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now he's out in Welland. I don't even okay. know what that team is called. I don't even care. No. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love, my, I love, team. I love my nephew. He's no doubt. Little, he's a good little guy. Okay. But what the hell team's in Welland? I can't remember. If it's you don't know, like then who would know? Like something. you're the sports yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know my Welland sports teams all that well. 
Um, so, so day one is your uh, is, is you got it's a pilot beer. It's, it's a pilot something beer. you guys were experimenting with. It's something that uh, has been submitted to the LCBO for a summer seasonal and has been accepted to the next stage for evaluation. Right. It is our one in a melon. Watermelon sour, mm. but it's not. It doesn't. It it tastes like watermelon ish, but we designed the beer to taste more like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Okay, something sweet to start your December. We're always getting into well, the sweets. I think with fruited beers, whether they're sours well, just, or just, just fruited, Rancher, like <laughs> fruited yeah. ales, yeah. is you don't want them to be uh, cloyingly sweet. You don't want to blow up in your mouth. No. It a fruited beer should be a subtle like almost a nuance. It's like, oh, is that a watermelon Jolly Rancher I feel in my mouth or taste? <laughs> Do you feel it or taste it? I don't know. Either way, <laughs> but uh, it's it's uh, the first time we did it. I thought like we were we were pretty close to uh, where we wanted to be in terms of uh, the flavor profile, and we did that earlier in the summer. And there was this uh, young gentleman, Isaac. I'm not sure if you met him. He was our summer student. Um, he came up with the idea, and he's like, you should make a Jolly Rancher watermelon beer. I was like, I like the idea. And so we tried it, and we, I thought we were pretty close, and he loved it. Right. Uh, but I thought it just needed just a little bit more watermelon, mm-hmm. the same way you would need just a bit more cowbell. With <laughs> of course, right? yes. And uh, so when I was doing like a sampling of the, uh, the beer for the, uh, the calendar batch... I was like, you know what? It's where it was last year. Let's add a little bit more uh, watermelon. But here's the thing, and I don't know if you've noticed this. Uh, I'm now wearing glasses, um, <laughs> and just for the people that can't it makes see you look me, dignified. It or yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> when I we're almost, not surrounded by beer cans. I almost <laughs> look like a drunk buddy Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Uh, I went and I got, uh, what do you call those, progressives, and they're weird. The ones so, that like tint in the light, is that what they're, the progr- or am I, I thinking of something else? I've, that's another thing. Okay. So progressives are like, so if I look straight ahead, it helps with my long vision. Right. And then middle eye, it helps with oh, my. okay. My. Uh, Similar to like a bifocal kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then if I look down, I can read. So okay. it's got three different sort sure. of zones of <laughs> modification. Right. And, and this is just an old age thing, right? So. Um, so what had happened is uh, I was like, yeah, I got to put some more of this watermelon sort of flavoring in, but I didn't have my glasses on <laughs> and all these bottles look the same. And so I grabbed coconut. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so what's very interesting about day one is that, yeah, you've got that candied watermelon, mm-hmm. but you've got this little hint of coconut. You got my attention. You know, and it's uh, it's been fun because we've been selling, you know, one in a melon through the front of house uh, since we've packaged it for the calendar. And people keep coming in and they're like, do I also uh, sense like just a, a slight note of coconut? And I'm like, you'd be correct. Yes. Wow. And they're like, this is pretty fun. I like this. Yeah. So no one's been like shitty, you know, and complained. They're just like, this is kind of fun, but right. it's not on the label. So that's where I'm going to get burned. Oh, okay. Eventually. He's like, you ever said there was coconut? Are you allergic to that? Yes, I'm dying. I'm like, well, go ahead and die. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then it's not an issue because now you're dead. Yeah. But well, it's true. And someone else can have the last uh, 23 of your, uh, your calendar beers. That's it. That's it. Uh, you know me. I'm a bit of a sucker for, 
coconut in my beer. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's going to be interesting. Tell me about this year's uh, participating breweries. I believe there's 21 breweries involved this year. 21, yeah. So we had we had a little bit Sorry, of... Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. What, yeah. Tell me about the brown that I just cracked into for the good listener. Oh, the five fingers. Yes. You know what? And I'm going to put this out to your, your listeners. Mm-hmm. We need a new name for this beer. You're not loving the name? Well, no. Okay. Yeah, we got to come up with a new name. It's one of these things we gave one of our employees the opportunity to name the beer. And he said, well, I'm going to call it Five Fingers. And I was like, what does that mean? I was like, are we fisting somebody here? Or what's going on? <laughs> He's like, no. I was like, you know, I have two fingers of scotch and I got five fingers of beer. And I was like, okay, I yeah. said you could name the beer, so yeah. we'll name it that. But that's not a great name. <laughs> But since well, we'll put it out. Let us that, know what's on social media if you, good listener, have a nice, uh, a good name for this brown ale that Andy's yeah. about to tell us about. We want to hear. Yeah. It. Then, uh, and the, then what we'll do is uh, whoever wins uh, the contest for best name, yeah, will give you a uh, gift card Ooh. for a certain denomination hey, hey, hey. of money because like apparently you can't give away uh, free alcohol. I got no. in trouble from the AGCO recently. Oh, okay. About that. Yeah. Can't do that. Uh, I'm very naive. Although I've been in the industry for almost 10 years, I don't really pay attention to the regulations. I just try and make good beer and get it in as many mouths as possible. My recollection is the last round or two at my uh, birthday shindig. <laughs> yeah, they're have, all free. They're may all have free. been in violation uh, of said rules. No, but, uh, it's uh, more as if you're having contests and giving oh, away alcohol. Oh, okay, okay. Like, because uh, then you could do one of those things where it's like, well, now we're closed. This is a private party, and I'm supplying beer, right? Right. So you can do okay. So you'll cut me off here, or I'll just delete it if this isn't okay to tell. But you, no, you, you came to me at one point uh, as the party's winding down, or well, the party was actually not yet winding down. But you said I'm not allowed to sell you any more beer after this point, but I might be allowed to to give you a round or two or whatever before we get out of here. Yeah, so because it's a private party now. Right, it's a private party. Right, it's no longer yeah. a business. It's just a it's yeah. just a shindig. You want to be my best friend? Yeah, I sure. that's like everybody <laughs> yeah. out there. I want to be that guy's friend <laughs> right. when it's last call. Right. <laughs> no, no. As soon as it's a private party, I can do whatever I want. Right on. I believe. So this, but five then fingers, the AGCO might come and say, "Andy can't do that." He no, no. They'll have but, they'll have a word or two for you. Yeah, they'll just slap you on the hand. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which I should. I need. You know what? I don't. I. Tr- you know what? I'm pretty sure I read all the regulations like mm-hmm. when I got my licenses. But you know what? After 10 years ago. of doing this, like, I have brain damage. Sure. I can't remember this stuff. <laughs> so every once in a while, and when the AGCO inspectors come in, they're all very lovely. They're just like, you can't do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to remember this for two to five years, but you might have to come back. Circle back they're, around. They're happy to do it. Sure. And I'm happy to I'm happy to comply. <laughs> I'm happy to comply. So this is the Five Fingers, the, the brown ale. Um, we got caught up on the name, but tell us a little about the beer. It's uh, it's our brown ale. It's a um, a delicious malty beast. Um, I like it because it has a uh, a good amount of sort of let's say uh, malt character. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say that, I mean it has like some nice notes of like sweet caramel to it. I was just gonna say caramel. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. And it's such a fun beer. And it's like five and a half percent. Um, you can bounce on these all day. Sure. And brown ales, especially because of their sweetness, uh, pair well with everything. You having chicken? Brown ale. <laughs> you like sausage, Matt? I do. I love yeah, sausage. Brown ale. <laughs> you know, you're having some steak? Brown ale. You're a vegan? You're going to like this too. <laughs> you caramelize some onions? With your tofu, 
and gorgeous, gorgeous pairing, <laughs> you know, and I'm not singling out the vegans or whatever. No. Because they're vegetarians too, right? Sure. Like they're the same thing, but they just don't milk it up. They just <laughs> turn the volume up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. But I'm just saying like it's brown ales, it's like, it's the, it's, it's gold. It pairs with all food except cheese balls. You didn't find it worked well with the because the last time you were in here, you brought cheese balls. That was ahead of the yeah. Well, was, was that Oktoberfest party? Was yeah, uh, he's out of control. Yeah, <laughs> but no, mind. the cheese balls didn't I do. Didn't mind a little something to snack on while we were chatting. Was it was right. fun though. But I think I find uh, what Dave and I sort of discovered doing some cheese ball beer pairings mm-hmm. is that cheese balls tend to mute the beer. Okay. So you get more cheese ball, you get less beer flavor. <laughs> so if you're not a fan of beer flavor. Have some cheese balls before you. Cheese ball. <laughs> um, so I did ask you then, uh, before I cut you off, as I do too often on this program. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, this year's breweries, there's 21 in the calendar. How much turnover has there been, um, you know, year over year? What can you tell us about who's involved this year? Because some of these other breweries are starting to mention on their social media feeds. I'm trying to think like, okay, so I'm trying to remember who's not in it this year. And I think it was more that weren't in it this year because they just didn't exist. Oh, the biggest one for me that uh, there was the biggest disappointment that we couldn't bring back Don't in. Don't say it. It's not my friends in Whitby, is it? It is, yeah. Oh, no. I should have texted you too because, and this just, it so popped five up. paddles who have been five in it for paddles. a while. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I don't want to talk bad of the new owners because I don't even know idea who they are. Yeah. And I shot out, I shot them a DM and I said, hey, you know what? You guys. Slid into their DMs. But, but here's the thing. Like, there was no phone number to call the brewery. Like, to directly talk to them. Like, it was on their, like, it wasn't on their webpage. What are you doing? And I wanted to talk to a human being. Yeah. But I DM'd them. Yep. And. I was like, okay, listen, you guys have been in the calendar before. I'd love to keep you, you know. Going on, I know we just bought the brewery and lots of stuff going on, but uh, somebody like send me a phone number so we can chat about this, so you can understand what it is that we're doing here. Right? And they said, "Oh, shoot us an email at this thing." And I'm like, "I just asked you know for what? a phone number." Yeah, you don't even realize how much I hate typing, <laughs> right? That's why I asked for the phone number. <laughs> and then I just said, "Forget it. I'm not even gonna bother." Like, right. I'm just saying, I'm gonna buy a lot of beer. Yeah. And here's the reality, like Ian and I, so Ian just came recently to uh, the brewery. Yeah. Like you, two or three weeks ago, you saw that. I did. I was unimpressed. That, so that's Ian from, it's still called Five Paddles down From there, Five right? Paddles, yeah, yeah. But that was. But that it's was, new ownership now. Yeah. And uh, Ian and I were, he's like my uh, East of Toronto boyfriend. <laughs> and then Joe from Grain and Grid is my West of Toronto boyfriend. What a whore. No, I am. You got a downtown it, Toronto boyfriend? Anybody we need to know about? Or? <laughs> I just hope my wife's not listening. Yeah. Maybe I do. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's for for Ian and Joe. Like it's it's really like our, our we're on these parallel lives. Except right. uh, Ian's no longer brewing, but we still have like we're still we stay in contact. And as, as you saw on the Instagram, we were. We were having a good night of partying and I should have, and it was one of these last things like, hey, on Monday and he shows up like on Wednesday or something. Right. I'm coming to like, Ottawa. Like, I, think ah! what I, I think what I commented was, <laughs> how do you not text me when other beer royalties in town? <laughs> I remember like that. Because yeah. like, I loved their stuff. Did, so let's not get bogged down on Five Paddle, but did, the, the, the new owners, do they own 
the old recipes. Like they own everything. They own everything. Okay. And uh, yeah, I was I was surprised when I said like, here's my cell number. Somebody call me. Yeah. And nobody reached out. And I was like, well, that just doesn't make any sense. But anyway, you run your business however sure. you want to run your business. Yep. Uh, I would have loved to have had them into the calendar yeah. because uh, you're not going to chase people. Like if you can't no, just give I me can't. a phone number, I, then I, generally when we do the calendar, we work with people that want to work with us, mm-hmm. right? Because this, when you when you look at this, we have like 24 beers that we have to organize in the calendar, and I know I put two in, but yep. at the same time, like it's it's managing breweries is like herding cats. <laughs> like these are all. Sp- like small business owners and we're, we're all in the same boat and some of them are working other jobs too and like have secondary gigs and their own concern. Like it's, I can't imagine trying to put this together. So for the people that jump on it, we're like, I want to work with you because yeah, you're yes. on the ball you're into this. And if you're kind of like, well, you know, well, okay, well, if you're not going to get back to me, then whatever. Yeah. There's 424 craft breweries as of 2022. There's probably, I don't know if that number's, that, the number's probably changed. But there's still over 400 craft breweries in yeah. in Ontario. The guys that are putting out good beer and the ones that respond quickly to this are the ones I want to work with because I want this thing to just manage itself. I want it to flow and be easy. I want people to have a great beer. I don't want to lose my mind. And the people who are excited to answer you are probably also the ones who are going to be excited to like post about it on social media and like get into it. Like if you have to drag someone in, they're they're just kind of half at it. It's not that different than the evolution of this show. When we first started, we had to almost like beg is overstating it, but like you're super polite. Like, is there any chance you could make some time? And now we're doing all right. We don't chase people. If you don't want to come in, that's fine. We'll move on to the next person. But it takes... You know, it, it, it's not fun if you have to drag people into what you're doing. You want people who are excited to come do it, right? You want it, You want the energy. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's the thing. Like if if you're into craft beer, you, you're excited about it. You should be, you know, want every sort of opportunity that, that, that comes to you to uh, tell people about the great things that you're doing. Right. You know, it's like I'm giving you a free marketing opportunity where you make profit. Oh, you don't want to be part of that? Okay. I'll find the next guy who does. Somebody <laughs> yeah. who, somebody else does want that. Challenge. You know, yeah. and I mean, um, it's, I would say one of the most interesting conversations that I've had with somebody who's uh, participated in the calendar uh, is Trevor from Skeleton Park. Oh, yeah. And They're I was drinking with right? him in, in Kingston. Yeah. And he has this optimism that is infectious mm-hmm. that after hanging out with him, you know, and he, like I said, hey, I want to come to Kingston. It's better than the infections you're getting from your other beer boyfriends. Oh. <laughs> and and some of the ones that have dropped out of the industry, like you don't even want to know what Simplex that uh, Ian gave me. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I can't sit down right now. I'm sitting on a. I'm on a. I'm a. I'm yeah, on a herpy that stool. With I'm me. on a herpy cushion. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's. Uh, he was an intense dude. Like his, his optimism was mind blowing. Um, he has a lot of great energy. It was fun, and he knew like by coming in on Tuesday when when I saw him yesterday, I was like Monday. Like I was supposed to meet him. Like it was a, it was a washout because of uh, some technical issues with my vehicle, mm-hmm. and he was bending over backwards to accommodate and accommodate. And as I was trying to come out of Toronto yesterday, and I was like, oh, my God, traffic, this, that. This is my estimated timeline. I kept getting pushed back and pushed back. He said, Andy, man, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. And he was, when I finally showed up at 730, yeah. when I was supposed to get there like at five, <laughs> <laughs> he was there, positive energy, and he had so much to tell me about 
you know, his his journey into craft beer from the beginning and to where he is now and to his plans moving forward. And it was such a wonderful positive energy that, you know, when I drove away, I was like, despite everything that's going on in the industry, you know, I feel positive about things. Right. Having talked to him and then I'm going to look at things in a different light now and think that if this guy is – you know, making some of these big moves that he's making right now with that kind of positivity and energy, then I think that I should probably look at what I'm doing with that same intensity. Sure, it's motivational, right? Yeah, like he's like an Anthony Robbins of the craft beer <laughs> industry. No, but he is. He's a really wonderful, lovely guy. And it, it uh, you know, there are challenges in the industry right now. And uh, we've been, tr- you know, Bridget and I, Bridget, my wife, we think, okay, what can we do? And a lot of things that we've been looking at is not so much like how do we make more beer and sell more beer, but how do we work with other craft breweries to share costs on things that right now are the things that are killing us, right. like on logistics and stuff like yeah. that. So we're, I think we're going to drive towards that. And I think, um, you know, having talked with Trevor, I'll, I'll work with him a little bit more because every once in a while I want to talk to that guy. Yeah. We should road trip down there and do a, a, a Try podcast. some Skeleton Park? Oh yeah, uh, all the beers. Be all the beers that I've had. I've while had I was one there. or two of their beers before. I can't remember off the top of my head which one, but um, this is their first time in the calendar, right? Second year. Oh, okay, second year. Okay. Yeah, and I haven't. I've I've been satisfied. Like I've enjoyed everything that I've had from them. Yeah. Um, and it, they, they've they've got a really nice, fun energy. Well, I think we should do it. We'll- do up a podcast at Skeleton Park. That'll I've got fun. a guy that'll drive us down there. Yeah. Too. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> um, what about because uh, we're drinking, right? Yo, yeah, I'll drive. It's fine. Beauty, uh, yeah. <laughs> when uh, how many can you th- off the top of your head? Even if you don't remember the names or or what? How how many have you turned over? Like that weren't that are new this year that weren't in it last year. Um, was it would five? Like, yeah, it's five. Okay, so. Significant, like it's a notable turnover. Yeah, and you've said in in past years that you've come in to talk about this. Sometimes it's just that these brewers can't keep up, right? Like this is a significant demand, and and you have to produce this number. If you commit, I'm going to sell this many calendars. I need you to be able to put that together. And sometimes in the end, that's fallen in your lap to be canning for them at the last minute or or whatever. Um, unfortunately, I think this year it's been more of these particular breweries are either no longer in existence or they were uh, purchased and then like referring back to five pals. It was uh, difficult to to have a conversation with the new ownership group. But I mean, you look at from last year, we lost uh, People's Pint, we lost five paddles. Uh, There's a beer blog out there. I'm sure you know it better than I do, but it put out a thing in earlier this year that said, it might be, and you've suggested this on the show before, that the market is officially saturated in Ontario. This was a post that suggested it's peaked and it's maybe starting to come back down a little bit. And It is. I mean, and, and so it's, I, I find it difficult because sometimes when it's my friends who, you know, I've oh, met yeah, you don't want to see anybody go under. And they, they, they decide that it's their time to leave the industry. Um, and if, there's some people in the calendar right now that, uh, they're, they've put the breweries up for sale, um, and we're continuing to support them because, you know, for me, I, I genuinely love these people. Right. I will, I, 
and they make great beer, I would rather them find a way to stay in the industry. Um, and some of them are doing it where, you know, they, they have a spouse that is paying the bills. They're working yeah. and not drawing salary, uh, just to keep the business operational while it's up for sale kind of thing. And, you know, it's, it's like, ah, oh, geez, you know, it's. What's the biggest problem? Is it saturation or is, is it, you know, taxation it, like some sort of government regulations that could help? Like what is the biggest issue? I think we are at a saturation level. Yeah. Like we're, we're at 400, well, as of 2022, we have 424 uh, craft breweries, not including all the other breweries, kind of like the, yeah. the, the macros sure. and the, you know, the in-bed. Yeah, the steam know, whistles and mill streets. And stuff and, like that. Yeah, yeah. But you have 424 craft breweries. And uh, I mean, the, the pie is now cut into all these very, very, you know, slivered slices Yeah, that it's you know, you really, you have to run a very tight ship. I mean, now we're at a point where we're going to our suppliers and we're, we're pitting suppliers against each other to get the best prices for all of our inputs, whether it be canning or ingredients or everything. So it's, it's, I think the consensus having talked to a lot of people in the beer calendar is that unfortunately, you know, we need to see some failures so that, um, some of that market share opens the up for us to survive. kind of to grab, right? Yeah. And uh, we've seen like a lot of breweries, even in Ottawa, uh, in the Ottawa Valley, sort of disappear in the last uh, two to three years. And I think the, the pandemic was kind of the uh, the catalyst for this. But we're going to or continue to see, I think, a lot of this happen. Like if you look at um, – Going back to like the, the Bose steam whistle thing, mm-hmm. you know, that Bose is in trouble, steam whistle acquired it. And now, you know, a lot of what was going on at Bose doesn't really happen at Bose anymore. Well, I'll never forget like you being in here and. I called I, it. I think you said this. <laughs> I don't remember if it was on mic or off mic, but you did tell me because at the time they announced it as like a merger, right? Or that they were going yeah. to collaborate. Yeah. You said, give it They're dead. six months. Yeah. It, that'll be steam whistle buying them out. And it's. It is weird because I was, I was remember I was at a restaurant on a patio and this is the thing that sort of led me to believe that this was going to happen was I had somebody trying to sell me shares in Bose and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) it was a weird, it was a weird experience. But I mean, if you look at like with Henderson and Bench, same thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, the Calaboogie Whitewater merger. I, they base yeah. So I think Bench is now doing all the uh, okay. the manufacturing for them. They're they're a brand that exists, but yeah. I think anytime you see these consolidations, whether they're big or small, I mean, there's a winner and there's 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 someone that's not going to like the uh, the short yeah. end of the stick that they're getting. Yeah, you know, and it's it's we're going to see more of it, right? Or you just see like flat out, I'm going out of business. You yeah. know, you mentioned the pandemic. I'm curious about the push and pull there, and maybe I've asked you about this before, but one of the things that came out of the pandemic fairly quickly was the fact that companies like yours were allowed to start delivering. Now, with that comes a wider distribution net, and you can do some things, and you can take it to people, but you have to staff that. Someone has to go and deliver it, and there's cost involved in in all of these things. Um, But I'm curious how long it's taken, if it's ever come back, like is the idea of delivery now stopping people from coming in? Cause the world's open again. It has been for quite a while. Like 
was that a good or a bad thing in terms of expanding your business? Like how did that, the delivery side of it that came from the pandemic, you know, is it impacting people coming into the brewery? We, we see now that now that things are open, yeah. uh, more people are going and purchasing uh, outside of the brewery. Like more of our volume is going out the back door through retail channels, like through grocery LCBO beer store, right. where we get less margin on it. Um, so we don't get is, well, our direct delivery to customers mm-hmm. is very low compared okay. to pre-pandemic. Right. Um, it's more people are just going out and they're shopping. And I, and I think the grocery store channel is probably the, the one place where we're selling the most of our product. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to get my celery, you know, I'm going to get my sure. uh, minced meat. I'm going to get my cheese. I'm going to get my uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> I'm going to go on and on and on. No, on my but way out the door, I can stop and- I can get my beer too. Yeah. And my bubblicious. Or even just a little yeah. a little browse, right? Like I don't yeah. know what I want, but there's a little craft section here, a little aisle, whatever. I'm going to stop, take a look. Oh, that looks yeah. interesting. Grab a couple of those and, and head out, right? Like, So, I mean, for craft breweries, I think grocery stores is like the, the, the new sort of expanding frontier in terms of places where you can sell your product. And uh, a lot of the grocery stores, not all of them, but a lot of the grocery stores uh, are doing a fantastic job of uh, really supporting their their local partners. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like when I get, you know, beer and let's say a new Metro or a new Independent or a Sobeys or whatever, sure. you know, I'd like to say, oh, you can get our beer here now. Yay. Yeah, these, sure. are good, these are good, like pouring partners or good purchasing partners. <laughs> like, like get over there and buy our beer. Yeah. And uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's different now, right? Because- um, I think our challenge, and I mean, how far are you from the brewery? Like it's like three kilometers, yep, right? Yep. And there's a lot of people that are in your position that it's much closer to go to your metro, which is right out like in your backyard, yeah. than it would be to come to the brewery. And you know, it's uh, it's trying to motivate people to get them from their home and get them to the brewery. And and what is that incentive that we need to be giving people right now? You know, I don't know. How has the uh I was just over on Saturday at uh, Whippersnapper that a Simpsons trivia night. Yeah. And uh, I know you've been doing uh, Euchre night. You've had a couple of musical themed events. Like how are those things going over? Are they attracting people or? The, uh, the, the Euchre and the vinyl lights are, uh, that's actually, a, it's, those are, are good nights. Yeah. Um, we just have to find a few other things to, uh, to attract people. Like we haven't really programmed our whole week mm-hmm. where every night is amazing. Um, not every night's a winner. Can't be, man. No, but it's, it's trying to figure out like, you know, that there's all kinds of different people in the world and, yeah. you know, how can we attract, uh, you know, all the, the, the different people that are out there, um, to come and enjoy craft beer and do fun stuff. So it's, uh, I think we should have a cribbage night. I love cribbage. I also love euchre, but I love cribbage too. Is cribbage not sort of a seniors game? If I got that wrong, okay. So you call the old pegs just because little, I'm, yeah, I'm, bit, almost, yeah. I'm pushing fifty. But that's okay. the one with the pegs and the little holes. Yeah, the, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, okay. It's almost like it's like it's like intercourse. Mario Kart it's like intercourse. It's nothing like right? intercourse. It is because you're putting I, a peg in a, a hole. In a hole. All right, that is the extent of it. I'm gonna get you a Nintendo 64 or something. You're gonna love it. I had we had a was the the we had a Switch at the brewery. Oh yeah. And then uh, we we did like Mario Kart Saturdays. Yeah. And nobody showed up. Oh, and that was a bummer. Yeah. And so then I gave the uh, the switch to uh, one of my buddies. He has some kids that are like eight and ten, I believe. Right. And so they're playing with it right now. Nice. Okay. So if we have to reel it back in, I was like Indian give 
Well, I can't say that, can I? Ah, you got to give it like classic game night, like Goldeneye yeah. and yeah, like, and stuff so like that. Instead of I just... can bring it, I can bring it back, and then we can do it. But yeah. I don't know. Like the one thing I found at the brewery where we've had the greatest success, uh, I think, is creating events that get people talking. People don't want to just have one person do a dumb thing and everybody watch it, like play a video game, right? I think with the Euchre Night, what's been great because we do like this, We it's you go in and it's not as a team, but you go in as an individual player and you move around the table and you get new partners all the time. Like speed dating. Yeah. Is that you get to uh, get to meet new people, have new conversations. And I think yes. that's where we've had like a lot of success at the, the brewery on some nights is where we've created an event where people can just come in and meet other people, socialize and communicate and talk about things, whether it be political or whether it be about music, you know, and I, and for me, I I like that, you yeah. know. It's just let's just shoot the shit, you know. And well, not too long ago, our friends there, uh, Michaela Schreider and Vanessa Sanchez, they host She's Got Game on TSN 1200, and they had a women's sports trivia night at Bicycle Craft Brewery. Oh, and I did terribly, but I was on a team with some people who knew some things, so that was helpful. But the fun of it is like. You pass your sheet down to the next team and they mark for you. Remember being in school, you pass your test to the guy sitting beside you and we all mark each other. And so now you're kind of laughing at each other and poking back and forth. The one a whippersnapper with the Simpsons, everybody's kind of trading their favorite lines, right? Or, or, you know, one of the questions is to finish this song and everybody's sort of, it's it's more fun, like their community sort of events, like the Euchre kind of thing, right? Where you're going to meet some people, you're going to talk to some people, as opposed to, like you said, showing up and watching, I don't even know what a good example, but like you said, watching somebody play a video game isn't all that much fun, I guess. Yeah, right? we, we tried like a movie night on Wednesdays, which like nobody showed up for. Right. So we ended up just putting on sports. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And then more people were like, hey, let's, let's watch the game. Yeah, yeah. Shoot the shit. I think you have to do things that will encourage people to, to socialize. And I think, and uh, we've talked about this a little bit at the brewery and then Bridget and I have talked about this as well. And once again, Bridget's my beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. Um, is She's I think, a saint. She is. She's a like, peach. An angel sent down from heaven. <laughs> yes. You know, it's- From beer heaven. We've we've kind of looked at it as like, why do we think that we're, we're successful where we are? And when you look at where Nita Brewery is in this like cold industrial park, mm-hmm. like how are we, how are we being successful? And I think a large part of it has to do is that I think we, we do create a little bit of community. And I think that's something that, we all want, you know, and, you know, if we look at, you know, what do you want to do at the end of the day? You don't want to sit in your room, you know, by yourself, you know. Well, maybe for a few minutes, but. Well, for two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't need more than that. <laughs> you know, you're on YP and then you're like, then I'm done. <laughs> and then, then you want to go out and you want to socialize and hang out and have fun with people and banter and laugh and giggle. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that uh, breweries, and and even like you know your local pubs and stuff yep. can can all be like these uh, places where you can come and congregate and find like minded people and socialize. And I think it, we're very social creatures, and you know this is what we need to be doing. And that was one of the things you know to draw it back to the pandemic that we lost. Like beer delivery was great when you weren't you couldn't go anywhere, nothing was open, there was nothing to do. But now people want to get back together a little bit, right? Want to enjoy things here as a community and, and feel a part of something, which is, as you said, a backdrop that these sorts of community breweries can provide. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's going back to like the earlier question we were talking about, like where our beer sales are. So it's a lot of it out of the back door, but we're seeing a huge increase in uh, bums and seats in our front of house. Right. So, I mean, we have people coming in and sitting down and drinking and socializing, and then we have all this beer that's going out the back door that people are buying in retail locations right. so that they can socialize and have their own sort of uh, events at home or wherever they're having their events. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's uh, it's interesting that we don't, for some reason, we don't see a lot of stuff going out to restaurants right now, but it's a lot, that being said, the pandemic did decimate a lot of our restaurant sales. Those restaurants don't exist. But I used to love that uh, bureaucracy down on... Well, Graham, who I love, who is yeah. a friend of mine, yeah. like, I mean, he basically sold that, made a mint, mm-hmm. and then uh, he went out to... Because uh, uh, it was two the of Windsor. them, right? There was one in Toronto, one in Ottawa. I yeah. think the Ottawa... He sold them both. Really? Okay. Yeah. I one, thought the Toronto one survived. I didn't know. No, he uh, the one in Toronto, he sold to a dentist and it's now, you can go there and get your teeth cleaned. Yeah. And the one That's in Ottawa was sold to another restaurant and they were turning it to an upscale thing. Yeah. I can't remember what the name of it was, but uh, anyway, it's a very fancy restaurant right now. Yeah. And then he took all his like wads of cash <laughs> and then uh, he went out to Windsor area and opened up the uh, the Erie Street Gastro Pub. Oh, yeah. Which I want to get out to, but it's like so far. It's way past Hamilton. So far. <laughs> but I mean, I love Graham. I love Lee. Like these are the uh, the entrepreneurs that, uh, you know, have created all these, these entities that we love. But uh, he's come, actually, you know what? Uh, and we'll invite uh, all your guests as well. Mm. Uh, December 20th uh, at the brewery, uh, Graham will be there with Lee and a lot of, I'll be there getting super drunk <laughs> and uh, you should come <laughs> with my you. guests. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're having a, a, a bit of a, a get together with like some old friends from the industry. Oh yeah. Uh, that'd be a good, be good piss. That Start around six, seven, eight. Yeah. You should come. Okay. Uh, my drinks or your drinks are on, on me. <laughs> I'll cover those. <laughs> You're a good egg, man. Um, I guess we should probably come back around to the calendar a little bit. Oh, we've drifted. Yeah. Well, that's half the fun of the show, right? <laughs> just talk about the industry and, and get your take on things here. And what is the number in your mind, I guess, uh, before we get back into the calendar of how many breweries to your mind are in the greater Ottawa area? I guess if you want to go out to Perth, Carlton Place, like it's up over 30 at this point, isn't it? Yeah, I think, well, Brick and mortar or just on paper? Like, okay. I think we're a little over 40 with both. Like, we have a lot of contracts. Yeah. Um, Explain to people what that is. Contract brewing is where you will commission a brewery to make your beer and package it. Did you, you Like, you brand it. And you have you a just, recipe. You have a name, but someone else is making it for you. Yeah, yeah. And then you basically go out and hustle it. So you're a sales rep for your own brand and then somebody else will manufacture your product for you. Right. So you just do all the logistics and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I've never had a high opinion of those people. Right. Um, but we won't get into that. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so, so there's so probably 30 or 40 in the area. Like, yeah, it's, it's I, I would say we're probably up around 40, 40 plus. Okay. Uh, but what's very interesting is, um, and I just saw this, uh, two days ago, so Good Prospects, which is a brewery out in uh, close to the, um, what do you call that part of town? It's like Saint Laurent, where the RCMP have like their their horse ranch or whatever. Oh you know yeah, what I'm talking about yeah, where yeah. They, they, do, they do like their equestrian jumping. Sure, for the, the, you know the music, for the musical ride and yeah. the dancing horses and stuff. I don't have the name off the top. I know what you're. I know what you're driving. But at. they. They had they opened a brewery there, and it was they opened up last year, and they just they posted it. They just closed. It was just like what? Fast. 
Anyway, I was like, That's that happens fast, eh? I wanted to go out there and try the beer. Well, I guess if more of they, us had done that sooner, they wouldn't have closed, perhaps. I blame you. Uh, well, that's fair. <laughs> I get blamed for a lot of things around here. So uh, back to the calendar then. What, yes, yeah, yeah. What's got you excited? Is there another, like, again, I don't, you don't necessarily have to give away what's got, but is there like something else in there that you're, you've got an eye on that's like, man, I'm, I'm excited for the ninth or I'm excited for what this brewery has dropped in or people are going to be surprised by this or that. Like give us another day or another hint somewhere along the lines that we should look forward to. Um, Take your time. I can edit this out. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll say this. So I haven't had, like normally when I've been packing, like I drop a lot of cans and then I drink them. Right. And this year, my wife, Bridget, hasn't even allowed me to pack anything. (laughs) She's been packing a lot of it yep. because she doesn't want mistakes to happen in the packing or have damage. Okay. So generally, uh, I would have tasted a lot of the beers. Yeah. Uh, the only beers that I've tasted are the ones where I've shot videos for, and I'm way behind schedule. But I will say this. Um, so far, out of all the beers... <laughs> One of the graining. Oh, you know what? No, that's hard. That's a tough one. So I gave Common Good and Grain and Grit. They each have two beers in the calendar. Okay. And I'm having a tough time picking between both those breweries, which my favorite is, because they really have put in some amazing beers, and they're 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 both very 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 good. Common Good. That's Oshawa, right? No, Scabro. that's Scarborough. Scabro. I did this last year when you were All or Nothing is Oshawa. It's you should see, good. and I, I believe I'm wearing the hat. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I you, have have, a, you have a mixed history of hats in this uh, <laughs> studio. Rob walked out of here with one of yours and I think kept it for, uh, that was the, uh, a bitch. that was the, 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 the pirate's. Oh the yeah, need a logo on the oh, side. Oh, that was you a good one. Took it off your head for whatever reason oh, and never yeah. gave it back. <laughs> I, I Actually, and I just recently, so. I don't want to be a downer, but I remember I was at a, um, uh, a, a celebration of life, and I had that hat on with my friend that had passed away. And I was like, ah, I remember that pirate's hat. Yeah. Where's that now? And now- It's in Rob's house. <laughs> I need that back. Now I need that back. Now it's- This is an emotional It was like four years ago. <laughs> he can keep it. He yeah. Can keep it. Yeah, you don't want it back. No, I've seen- Yeah, Rob. Yeah, he's, no, he's a dirty, dirty man. That's true, man. So. <laughs> Uh, common good is, um, they make some nice stuff too. They're down in Scarborough, but I always mix them up for what, I don't even know why. Like they're, th- there's nothing similar about the names or they, whatever. And but. I've talked about this before. They have, I would say one of the best craft beer brew houses in Ontario. Hmm. It's amazing. The technology that they have. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. And their brewer whose name, and I, I told you it's coming in hot. Yeah. I can't remember, <laughs> but- he is in um, both of the videos, one with Dave, one with me. Um, and I believe that I'm wearing a red uh, baseball cap with white stitching that says, make Scarborough great again. Oh, boy. And uh, <laughs> I did listen, I didn't go all Donald Trump. <laughs> but I saw the hat and I said, I have to wear this. I have to have this. They were selling them. Yeah. And, it, and I get it. I mean- um, a lot of people that live in Scarborough, and uh, I'm going to tell you a fun story here. Sure. Um, maybe it's not fun. Maybe it's, maybe <laughs> for some people it could be disconcerting. 
But uh, Scarborough's always had a bad rap. A lot of bad things have happened in Scarborough, and it's they, yeah. you know, yeah. up until now, it's kind of like one of these in gentrified areas now. Where things yeah, are yeah, coming it's back. And it's, for a long time, it was not. But um, you know, before I met my wife, she she grew up in Scarborough, and uh, this is going way way back to the whole Bernardo thing. Yeah, and uh, her boyfriend, because she he looked like Paul Bernardo, That's was right. actually brought in. For questioning, oh, no. you know, and I was like, "What?" That was kind of an interesting story At that some my wife point, told me like, when we were dating. I need a haircut or I, I need <laughs> yeah. something. I got to yeah, change. Yeah, he this. got brought in for questioning. He's literally arrested and brought in, and she's like, "It wasn't me. It was with my girlfriend." <laughs> <laughs> you know, holy. Christ. And it was like, it's really a small world, isn't it? I guess. Or this province is small. Well, not many people you'd less rather be mistaken for than. Yeah, right? <laughs> anyway. So uh, we're here, man. It's day one. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> we're going back to the calendar. We, we got it's to. weird, like the, the tangents I take you on. That's right? all right. Like, That's you. The you, other guy on the other side of that table there, Rob, does that to me all the time. I you're like no a idea. bit of a wrangler. I love it. That's my, my role over skill. here is to, to keep us all on track just a little bit. So 24 days, 21 beers, or 21 breweries. It's 24 beers. 21 breweries uh, that takes you right up to Christmas Eve. Um, it's always a lot of fun, man. And I, I, I'm sure now that it starts, how many of these videos do you still have left to do? I assume they're just the local ones, right? Like tomorrow is going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Um, cause there is a video for because I don't have day. a car. So my wife has the car. She has to move <laughs> the kids around. So you're going to be bicycling. I recruited to- one of our regulars. He's a lovely guy. He's a former RCMP officer. Right. So I figured this guy's got connections to keep us out of trouble. Sure. So he's driving me around tomorrow and we'll be pinning down four more videos. And then after that, I think I have like another six to do, but they're all like, I've got more than two to three weeks to get them done because it's all the tail end ones. Okay. Um, That'll be a lot of fun. Like we're nailing down a lot of them tomorrow. So I'll be driving around uh, to Arm Prior, Carp. Perth. Uh, I'm not driving. Somebody's driving. So me. some hints here. Yeah. So well, these are breweries that uh, <laughs> yeah. it's they're known quantities. Like we've posted about who's in the uh, that's the true. Calendar. That's true. So maybe that should be a thing. Like oh, you know, it'd be too late because no yep. one will know about this. I say you spot me in one of these breweries, maybe I'll give you a free cookie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun tomorrow. I'm gonna be super drunk and then. <laughs> I'm coming back to the brewery because we're wrapping up our uh, SmackDown Euchre tournament. Nice. Which the AGCO said I can't give away free alcohol. So what I am giving away is a $155 gift card. $155. I like that. Yeah. Can't. And then if you choose to purchase a calendar, yes. you can purchase the calendar. So there is a method to the madness. It's not 150 It's not 160 It's 155 155 I think we have a definitive winner, though. Like, we've had a guy that's been coming every just week. Dominating and he's everybody. been just crushing <laughs> and crushing. But that being Nobody said, that if guy. we recorded my points, yeah. I would have won the calendar. But it's like everything else. Like, I don't want to win my calendar. I just want to play you can get drunk with, you know, my friends and my, yep. my super awesome regulars. And then uh, create an opportunity for them to win an amazing gift card. Yep. AGCO <laughs> gift card <laughs> that then they could, if they choose to, purchase a calendar. Right. Yeah. 
See, I went to, as I told you there, that women's sports trivia night. <laughs> and uh, one of the hosts there, Michaela, I was on a team with her husband. And he told me before we go, he's like, I can't win. Like, if I win, everybody just assumes I saw the notes or... It's rigged. Fed, yeah. It's rigged. It's rigged. And we got there, and he and I both stunk. And I said, so it's not that you couldn't win for optics. We couldn't win because we had no chance of winning, right? Like we were never in danger of looking bad for knowing too much. I'm pretty excited. So for our, um, our NHL team, I'm, I'm looking at NHL team. The, the, the women's NHL team. Oh, the PWHL team, the new team starting up. Me too. Well, don't they call it an NHL team? Not PWHL professional women's hockey league. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm a coconut. Anyway, <laughs> but I mean, I'm excited for that because I think it's going to be a lot of fun, yep. you know, and uh, um, I'm looking forward to getting um, some tickets to go and see that. We should go do it together. Yeah. I got uh, pre-sale code in my back pocket right now. Shut the front door. Yep. Sharesies. Yep. 100%, <laughs> man. They're firing it up. Um, that uh, that just came out this week that uh, the schedule, they're starting, uh, Ottawa's first home game is January 2nd, and then they're off and running with... Uh, I believe it's a 26 game schedule so i bet you it's gonna be chippy i think so. it's too. gonna be chippy it's right because right out of the gate like the energy that's gonna be yep. surrounding that they're gonna be out and like it's gonna be chippy fun you're gonna want to establish yourself right there's no history here anywhere like yeah. there's uh, who's gonna be the first champion who's gonna be yeah. the first one to yeah. have a bench clearing brawl it, this, is gonna, this is gonna be like high bar stuff i'm looking forward to so it too, season man. one's gonna be amazing i'm really looking forward to that um I, i've told i've talked about this on the show before like I grew up down in the GTA, and there was no chance when I moved up here you were going to get me to move off the Leafs to cheer for the Sens. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. It's too ingrained, right? I was an Argos fan in the CFL, but I was <laughs> sort of casual about it. And when I got here, I was like, it was right around the same time that the Red Blacks were starting up. And it wasn't like being a front-running douche, I'm going to cheer for these guys because they're suddenly better. No, this was going to be an expansion team. It was going to be bad for a while. Um, and I felt like this is a thing I can get in on the ground floor in my new adopted hometown, right? And that's how I feel about this PWHL team. Like, I'm not abandoning an old favorite team. I don't have to crush any loyalties. This is brand new, getting up and going. I'm excited for this to start, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we should go, like, halvesies on a box. Yeah, okay. Right? Like, like 75-25, though. Not halvesies. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 front I'll, yeah, I'll front most of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or did you say you wanted like, you want to spend seventy five no, no, and I'll just chip no, into that's not uh, that's not exactly what I was driving. <laughs> at, but, uh, um, I'm glad you came in, man. I'm, this is fun every year. I look forward to the calendar. Rob and I go through it uh, on on each episode that week's beer or that day's beer, and uh, you know, we, listeners playing along and and giving their feedback on on what they're thinking of it. Uh, it's great, man, and and this is a cool thing you've started. It's it's a community thing. Like you said, you've set up these videos that are going to be released on your Instagram, on your Facebook. Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. we've created a Facebook page for it. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, all the uh, the participants on there particularly will sort of also share that little. Sure. Yeah, and it's great, right? Because that too creates a bit of a sense of community, right? People can watch you talk to that brewer that day, leave their comments if they want to, and it kind of ties it all back together as opposed to, you know, you're just doing something on your own, which is cool too, if you want to, but like my dad and I do this, my dad sends like maybe nine text messages a year, except during the calendar when he and I text back and forth about what do you think of today's, right? What was that? What would you make of it? And like, it, it, it's kind of neat that 
it creates a talking point. It creates a kind of a, a community or a conversation. Well, this year, I think what's kind of fun um, is that we've put in scorecards. Okay. So for every day, you can rank it by stars. Yeah. You know, and then also we've left some uh, uh, some space for notes. Okay. And we... Um, Sense sucked. <laughs> yeah that's 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 Hamilton why we sucks, didn't yeah. we didn't invite the sends into no. the calendar no, this year because no. they are terrible yeah and true. same with the bulldogs yeah <laughs> and um but i thought what what would be fun this year is what we're going to do is um did anybody uh, i'm cutting you off again but did anybody yeah. object to that the idea they don't of, they don't know i don't ask people okay, i just okay. say i'm buying your beer i'll do what i want yeah you know what i mean so one of the things that we do in theory, maybe i don't, don't like today's beer uh, I'm giving it a two out of whatever. Yeah. They, they won't necessarily, like, where does that information go? Or is it just for our it, fun? It, it comes to us. And so what we're going to be doing, uh, and we're going to encourage people to give us the feedback, is we're going to uh, create the Need a Beer Slushy Award. <laughs> so our little mascot for this year that I created is like a drunk snowman. Okay. We call him a slushy. <laughs> is that you get the slushy award. Okay. Like, if you're, like, if everybody agrees that. Your and, beer was awesome. And to full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Need a beer, even though we can be evaluated, will not be. You're not going to award yourself. Yeah. The, the, so we're removed from you, that. You and Josh at Women's Sports Tribune. Yeah. You can't win. It's bad optics. Yeah. And so what we want to do is for all the participants is, you know, create this award that's a, it's a people's choice award. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's more value in people's choice awards. 100%. So then that what we can do is if we can create like a little bit of noise and some excitement about this and, you know, a brewery gets it and they say, yeah, we won the slushy award. Sure. Like, what is that all about? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, it uh, gets people excited about being in the calendar. We can bring in, you know, the best talent as you, well, I think we've found the best talent, mm-hmm. but uh, people want to be in it and stay in it, you know. I've, uh, just before we wrap up, been sipping on the third beer you brought me here. It's the Stout. Tell us about it. Well, it's perfectum. It is perfect. You're like ahead of me by a bit. Yeah. Well, you savage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You've been going for a while. Yeah. Before you got here, so. Uh, so perfectum uh, is our is our stout, mm-hmm. and uh, when we originally came out with uh, perfectum as a stout, we decided what we wanted to do was like a mother batch, and you break it up into a few like children. <laughs> And uh, we had what Omni Trium Perfectum, and this was um, because we brought this beer out uh, exclusively in our first year on St. Patrick's Day. Um, it's an Irish saying: "Is good things come in threes." So that's why we have the Omni Trium uh, Perfectum. Okay, and uh, Perfectum stuck as our just stout stout. Yeah, and Omni and Trium. One was a licorice. Uh, Stout, and the other one was I can't even remember now. I'm so drunk, but (laughs) (laughs) but it was another sort of infused stout flavor, right? And uh, we haven't done them for a while, you know. But uh, maybe I should think about it. But I always find like now, like I really like putting coconut, and it's not just because of you. (laughs) I'm I'm down. Throw it in whatever you got. I find putting coconut like one of my other favorite beers that we did was the. what was that Sasquatch beer I did? Yeah, that was another stout, but it was a higher alcohol, wasn't it? Yeah, not, like, but it had it, it was had, a coconut. It stout. had coconut. Yep. And I still and uh, I bought the beer. labels. I printed the labels to do it again, and then I never had a chance to make the beer again. So I have this whole sort of yeah. Roll that was a St. Patty's Day deal, wasn't it? I think yeah. You made it for yeah. That and was I, great. 
You've done the coconut blonde, the coconut brown. Coconut is such a decadent flavor. Love it, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just keep throwing it into whatever you're brewing over there and see what happens. I'll throw it in you. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) we'll turn the mics off before that happens. It's coconut bat. (laughs) Coconut bat. Um, This is fun, man. I'm glad you came in to talk to us about it again. I'm looking forward to getting started. It is December 1st. Everybody gets to to crack into that count. It's like your first Christmas gift. Of the year, right? Find out what's it's under the, the ramp. Tree. You're ramping. Yes. You're ramping to decadence. Yes. Like it's you're ramping to Christmas. I'm so pumped to get into it, uh, just like every year. Um, we're glad to to be a part of this. Glad you came over to, to talk to us about it, man. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Matt, for having me. I'm uh, wiping my nose on your microphone muff right now. Okay. Well, that ain't <laughs> the mic I use, so you do what you got to do over there. It's not going to bother me. Um that's uh, that's going to be it for this one. We hope you guys enjoy the calendar. If you are uh, someone who has picked it up, make sure you, uh, you're you following along with us on social media, at Audio. Let us know what you think of each of these. I'll be posting about them uh, on our Twitter page. Certainly, Andy would like to hear from you on uh, Nita Beer's uh, social media feeds. Like I said, we'll link to those in the yeah. show notes. Fill out your cards. Yeah, make sure you, uh, sure. you rank them and, uh, and let people know what you thought of each of these. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. You'll be hearing about it in the coming days on the podcast because this is uh, one of the, the most fun things we get to do on the pod every year. So thanks to Andy for that. And thanks for coming in, man. Thank you for having me. We'll wrap her up here. Uh, we will be back with you on Monday when Rob's back in the uh, freshly snotted <laughs> microphone on the other side of the it's table. It's not that runny, though. It's <laughs> not that runny. <laughs> uh, and that's where we'll end this one. Hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the calendar. Enjoy whatever else you got going on. We'll see you Monday. What the hell is that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?